Shri Vishnu Sahasranama, name 789, Loka Sarangaha. Loka means the world, Sara means essence, Anga means a part of or a part. So Loka Saranga means the essential part of the world. And of course, Krishna is the essential part of the world. Without him, nothing exists, nothing moves, there's no meaning to anything. However, the commentators on this verse have not glossed it, have not glossed this name in that way. Uh, first of all, in accord with etiquette, uh, as we are following, first of all, the commentary given by Sri Parasha Bhatta. Uh, we'll do his first, as he is the first Vaishnava commentator in recent times. Uh, so he continues to explain this series of names in terms of Buddha avatar, that most mysterious avatar. His whole purpose of appearance is difficult to understand. Even for devotees, they often find it difficult to understand. How could he be a Vishnu avatar and preach atheism? And what he taught is ex superficially quite simple, but actually it's very, very difficult to understand. And there's a reason for that. It's, doesn't make any sense. Uh, why should Vishnu preach anything? It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, that's the essence of this material world, isn't it? The essence of it all is futility. It's just one huge zero. So in that case, if we say Buddhism teaches Shunyavad, well, we could take it this way. If we take it that this whole material existence is simply zero. Actually, it's not exactly zero. It does have existence, but its worth, if conceived of without Krishna, is zero. Its worth, if conceived of without Krishna, is zero. But that wasn't the Shunyavad that was taught by Buddha. Actually, he didn't exactly teach that. The Shunyavad is a particular doctrine within the whole gamut of Buddhist teachings. Anyway, um, Sri Parashra Bhatta, he states that he, Buddhadev, preached that which is considered the essence of this world by worldly people or the most important thing for worldly people or the superficially acceptable goals for people in this world. What he preached was more immediately appealing to people than what the Vedas teach. Uh, 
at least at that time and even up to the present time, it, it does attract many people. It, it has its appeal. But that was a kind of deceitfulness of Lord Buddha. Uh, how to get escape, he taught, how to get escape from the cycle of material existence, the need to get free from the cycle of material existence. But as I discussed just previously when discussing about Buddha Dev, what actually happens is that people who take to Buddhism, they mostly become interested in enjoying life while we live, which is what everyone's interested in in this material world. And factually, everything that goes on in the name of religion in this world, mostly, with little exception, uh, uh, Buddhism, not exactly a religion, as it's pronouncedly atheistic, definitively atheistic, but is sometimes counted as a religion, as it has, it's very strange, it has all the trappings of a, of a religion, but without God. So, whether it's Buddhism or Islam or Hinduism or whatever ism it may be, uh, although it propounds high ideals, very few people are actually serious about pursuing those high ideals, and most people in the name of religion, are actually more interested in simply enjoying this world, which you don't need any religion to do that. Srila <laughs> uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, paraphrasing part of the uh, second verse of the Srimad Bhagavatam, stated in Bengali, Priti vite jato kichu dharma nama chale bhagavata kahe taha paripurna chale. He said that whatever is going on in the world in the name of religion is just a big bluff, just a big cheating process, just a big cheating process. People are cheating each other and they, they like to be cheated into thinking that I'm very good, I'm very religious. They like to have that sense to make them feel better about their materialism. Parashrabhata quotes from Vishnu Purana in this regard, Kurushva mamavakyani yadi muktim abhisht tata. You want salvation? Do what I say. And it's recommended to have a full understanding of the Buddha avatar from the Vaishnava perspective to go through Vishnu Purana, Canto 3, chapters 17 and 18, which we're not going to do here. Yeah, the poor Buddhists, they can't get anywhere near Krishna because they don't even believe that he exists or even that they themselves exist or that anything exists. So all these names 
of Vishnu Sahasranam that Sri Parasha Bhatta uh, explains as being in relation with Buddha Dev, they also fulfill the names which came just previous to this series of names, names like Durgama, Durgam, difficult to go to, they are Durg, difficult to enter into. The Buddhists, they can't even start to move toward him, let, a, let alone enter into him, because they, they don't even, they, they, they have no desire to go anywhere near him, and yeah, like they don't believe he even exists. So the, the followers of the Vedic culture, which in the next stage of uh, theism, develop, developing theism, the next stage was Shankara, Shankaracharya after Buddha Dev, and he preached covered Buddhism, uh, but at the same time he restored the Vedic culture. So those who are in the Vedic culture, they can start to move toward Krishna. Even whatever stage they're at, whether they're at the, the stage of being materialistically pious, following Karmakanda, or interested in liberation, just by the, the very fact of being in the Vedic culture means that one will do things that are pleasing to Krishna and conducive to the kind of piety that can help one to become Krishna conscious. For instance, respecting and worshipping Ganga, respecting, worshipping and protecting the cow. All these things are done by Mayavadis, by uh, Karmakandis within Vedic culture, by devotees, but even those who are not devotees of Krishna or even philosophically opposed to the concept of surrender to Krishna as the ultimate message of the Vedas, they also uh, adhere to all these parts of Vedic culture. And they will offer respect to a Vaishnava sannyasi in most cases. And in this way, even though their philosophy is, uh, on the one hand, their philosophy takes them away from Krishna, but at the same time, they accrue piety that is conducive for eventual taking to Krishna consciousness by worshipping the Ganga, respecting Vaishnava sannyasis, and so on. Just like we see in the case of the Mayavadi sannyasis in Varanasi, who actually blasphemed Chaitanya Mahaprabhu for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's what they consider to be low-class behavior of singing and dancing publicly. But when they actually came into contact with him, and were influenced by his 
humility, his demonstration of effulgence, spiritual effulgence, and ultimately by his teachings, then at that point, all the piety that they had accrued became an asset for them. It was like it was like a stored or latent asset. The piety of living in a holy place, bathing in the Ganga, respecting Vedic deities, respecting the Vedic system, uh, chanting Vedic mantras, that all became an advantage for them. Whereas those who follow the teachings of Lord Buddha, they have no such facility. So they're in a very difficult situation. Uh, another way that this name can be taken that that the Supreme Lord is Loka Saranga because he gave what is the essence of this world also within the Vedic system. He gives so many facilities for material enjoyment. There are different paths that given by Lord Narayana within the Vedic system for people who are in the lower modes of nature, including worshipping various gods. But these various gods, again, this is all within the Vedic system. They're also um, devotees of Krishna. And within the Vedic culture, performing yagyas and in, in other ways, for instance, by chanting Vishnu Sahasranam, by non-devotees. They will chant the names of Vishnu. Uh, so even those in the lower modes of nature, and the whole Vedic culture is just full of connection with Krishna, Narayan, Vishnu. There are so many places, Vishnupur in Bengal, Vishnupur it's pronounced. So many places people's names, Krishna is a common name, or Krishna is a common name, female name, in India. So the Vedic culture is very conducive, uh, even for people who are interested in enjoying this material world. Krishna very kindly tricks them by, by giving them the essence of the very meaning of existence, namely contact with himself, while giving them processes for enjoying this material world. So in this way, uh, everyone is on Krishna's path in some way or another. No one can, the meaning is no one can escape Krishna because Krishna, it, there's no place where Krishna doesn't exist. He oversees everything, everywhere, in all times and all places. But those who are on the Vedic path, um, they may have, we say the Vedic path, it's a very broad path because on that path there are various paths which may conflict with and contradict each other and various gods 
the, the great uh, expertise is to find what is the essence of all this and come to find it is Krishna. And that we'll find from Bhagavad Gita, if understood, as it is, that Mayaiva Vihitan Hitan, everything, all this worship is meant for Krishna. The worship of the demigods is meant for Krishna, but it's done avidhi purvakam, not exactly according to the proper way. Sri Shankaracharya gives two interpretations of this name. One meaning of saranga is a honeybee. So just like a honeybee takes the nectar or the, the essence, it's called saranga because it takes the nectar for the, the essence of the flowers and condenses that even more and makes it even more essential in the form of honey and bee pollen and royal jelly and all these things. Honey, we usually say. So like a honeybee, uh, the Lord himself takes the essence of this universe. And I'm going to diverge a little bit from, or, or go more into the depth of what Shankara says by saying that when Krishna comes to this world in his various avatars, not thinking about Buddha Dev now, but when he comes, he, he like a honeybee, he finds out the essence. He comes to this world, what is he looking for? What does he get in this world? There's, not, there's nothing of any interest here in this world, but there is. He's interested in the devotion of his devotees, which is the essence of all existence, without which existence is like death. Or, uh, so like a bee looking for the nectar, Krishna looks for the love of his devotees. There's so many big things are going on in the world. What's going on in the world right now? Ah, oh, climate change. There must be some wars going on killing this, that, politicians, this, that. Krishna's not interested in all this. When he comes to this world, he's interested, oh, what has my devotee offered? Duryodhana wanted to offer Krishna so many nice royal dishes. Krishna, I, he wasn't interested in Duryodhana, but I don't, I'm not going to eat with you. You're an offender to my devotees. They went to the house of Vidura and... He, Vidura's wife, in her ecstasy, as the story goes, fed Krishna with banana skins, which Krishna very happily accepted. Similarly, Krishna went to, he went all the way from Dwaraka to, all the way to Mithila. It's a long way. Even if you go nowadays by train, I don't. there's no direct train from Dwaraka to Mithila, you'd have to change maybe in Ahmedabad or Delhi or somewhere. Uh, he went all the way there to, to see his devotees, especially two of them, uh, Bahulashva and Shrutadev. And Bahulashva was a big rich king. Krishna went to stay with him and he expanded himself into another form to go to Shrutadev and stay with Shrutadev, who was an impoverished brahmana. 
Krishna didn't go to enjoy the opulence that Bahulashva had because Krishna himself is living in the most opulent situation in Dwaraka. He went to enjoy the love of his devotees. That's what he's concerned with. Uh, so many big things maybe, even huge world events. Hiroshima, atom bomb goes off. The atom bomb goes off. Meanwhile, over in India, someone is ringing the bell, ding, 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 offering fruits and flowers to Krishna. Patrong pushpong palam toyong yome bhakta prayachati. Atomic explosion going on. Krishna's not happy, but uh, for Krishna, the really important thing going on is the devotee ringing the bell. Not in Japan at that time. Srila Prabhupada hadn't come to Japan by that time. But in India, certainly, devotees were uh, offering food to Krishna, fruits, flowers, leaf, and water. And Krishna was very happily accepting everything in this world in comparison with that, even atom bombs going off. It's all part of the way the material world runs on. It's horrible, and maybe people will protest when we say this, but it's the inevitable cycle of karma and karmic reactions. But Krishna's interested in his devotees and their love for him. Now, of course, Krishna, he did take interest in politics when he was here. Ram takes interest in... Well, we don't hear of so much politics in the court of Rama. And, uh, but he was a king, Kshatriya. They're concerned with such things. He had his spies, as Kshatriyas have, and he himself acted in a clandestine manner, which uh, he would sometimes go disguise. I, there must be another feature of his uh, in, incredible potencies, not incredible, the, the proper word is inconceivable potencies, whereby the Supreme Lord himself is personally present, but even his own devotees don't recognize him because he's having that pastime of, of going in disguise to find out what the citizens think about him. But by the time Krishna came, there was a lot of politics going on in the world, and Krishna took an interest in that. But not for the sake of politics. Krishna, he, he's not... The, we as supposed to be devotees, we may be very interested in who's winning this election and that election. But Krishna, he only takes interest in politics. Only for Loka Kshema. We have the name here, Loka Saranga. The one who takes the essence of the world. So Loka Kshema means the benefit of the world. So for the benefit of the world, Krishna wanted that Yudhishthir would be on the throne. And it was a big uh, political tangle how to get him on the throne. Krishna was involved and the tangle couldn't be untangled by any political or diplomatic means. So just like uh, Alexander cutting the Gordian knot, there's one way to cut, there's one way to untangle something which is otherwise impossible to untangle. There's one way to open it, and that's just to cut it. So the non-devotees were cut out. Krishna t 
Krishna took interest for the for the benefit of the world and especially for the benefit of his devotees. So we should consider this that uh, Krishna he's interested in what is the essence. And we should also focus on that. For Krishna, the essence is the love of his devotees. For we, as aspiring devotees, we should see the essence is Krishna. And everything in this world, everything at every level which is not connected with Krishna, trivial, temporary, ultimately meaningless. Ritertam yat pratiyeta na pratiyeta chatmani yad vidyad atmano mayang yata bhasho yata tamaha. Lord Krishna says, everything in this world conceived of without a relation with me. In other words, we see things, we, we experience things, but we don't see the connection with Krishna. Then what is that? It is just, a, it's an illusory understanding. It may seem to be meaningful, but it has no more substance than a shadow. It's a shadow some, in the darkness. We may see something moving a little bit, but it has no actual substance. So we should consider like this. Uh, Krishna takes the essence of everything, and in this way, he teaches us also to take the essence of everything. Another meaning... Another meaning, he who is reachable through the essence of the Vedas, namely pranav, the omka, that's another meaning, that uh, Sri Shankaracharya gives, Satyadeva Vashishta, gives the meaning that he is the object of devotion, he is the he himself is the essence of the devo of devotion. He who is attracted by bhakti. Yeah, so this is the, the meaning I've tried to explain. He's attracted by the devotion of his devotees and himself is the object of their devotion. Uh, one meaning given by Sri Satya Sandha Yatiraj of the Madhva Sampradaya. He bestows moksha, Sri Vaikuntha, that is the essence of existence in this material world, to get out of it. And he to whom the jnanis are attracted. He can attract people who are looking for knowledge or who are attracted to the prospect of impersonal liberation, he can attract them also. Of course, in the Madhva Sampradaya, the word jnani is generally used in a different sense to the way we used it, use it in the Gorya Sampradaya. It means, refers to a, generally used to indicate a devotee who knows the Shastra and the import of the Shastra, which is Krishna Narayana. So the devotees are attracted to him, knowing him to be the essence of the Vedas.
Noke cha vede cha pratita purushotamaha. Loke cha vede cha pratita purushotamaha. Within the world and within the Vedas, it's Krishna. He is the one to be searched for. The word saranga also refers to a conch shell or a kind of musical instrument. And Balade Vidyabhushan takes the word loka to refer to devotees. Loka can also mean person. That's, that's the common word in Bengali derived from Sanskrit for person is loka. So Balade Vidyabhushan gives the meaning that the devotees loka sing ga. Gayate, they sing about his attractive qualities, saram, the essence of his uh, attractiveness are his qualities, as we shall, as we are seeing throughout Vishnu Sahasranam, and we shall see in an upcoming name, Guna Brit, he who holds or is the possessor of all qualities. So devotees. They sing about the attractive qualities of Krishna. That is called kirtan. So he about whom devotees sing glorifying his auspicious qualities is known as loka saranga. That is the name of Lord Vishnu, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And we pray at his lotus feet, through the parampara system, through our acharya, his divine grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, through him and all the way up through the parampara, we pray at the lotus feet of Vishnu, Bhagavan, Krishna, that we may continue to be engaged in this delightful and purifying service of glorifying his qualities eternally. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Dante Nithaya Chunakang, Padayane Patya Kritvacha Kakushatame Tadaham Rabimi, He Sadava Sakala Eva Vihayadurat, Gauranga Chandra Charane Kuruta. Parivadutu jano yata tata va nanamokarona vayang vicharyama. Hari rasamadirama dati mata bhuvi vilu tama nartama nirvishama. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama.